Welcome to Her Story, Conversations with International Women. Hey, I'm Allie Stewart. I'm an American living in Europe. I'm an extrovert who loves to make friends and talk about human nature, travel, family, and more. My weekly conversations will have you get to know a woman from around the world and learn her story, what makes her ordinary life extraordinary. Together, we will create a kinship and amity as we honor our differences and celebrate our similarities. So you and I, let's hear her story. Welcome to season one, episode nine woohoo, of Her Story, Conversations with International Women. Hello, I'm Allie. I'm your host. And today we have Christy Thibodeau. She is a beautiful person and we dive deep. She's a Boston native who fell in love with a Frenchman and now lives in France. She's an Instagram uh, running and travel influencer who has over 7,000 followers and is sponsored, has been, and is sponsored by Garmin, Under Armour, 361, Jaybird Sport, and so many more. She also writes for Runner Click and, perfor- and performs sports massages. That's actually how I met her, <laughs> is I got a sports massage from her and we started talking and I just love listening to her story. She's fascinating. So I really find Christy to be strong. She's strong physically as she's a marathoner. She's strong mentally being a marathoner as well as a positive thinker. And she's strong emotionally as a survivor and brave adventurer. So today we talk about rising from our past, the challenges and loves about living abroad, friendship, communication, and how difficult it can be with someone from a different language and culture, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy. Here's the episode with Christy Thibodeau. Okay, welcome. Today we have Christy Thibodeau. Yay to the podcast. Welcome, Christy. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Okay, so we're going to start off with what is your origin story? Um, So I... I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. I am a physical therapist and I fell in love with a French man and then with some time and uh, a long distance relationship, which I don't really suggest for anyone, <laughs> um, you make a, you know, a serious decision to either come together or change paths and we decided to come together and that's where I've decided to move to Europe. <laughs> Perfect. And he kind of went out, right? Because you guys were going back and forth. Yes, yes. Well, we originally met, um, gosh, like seven years ago. And at the time, I was actually with somebody else. And we just were friends. And uh, we were staying in this vacation home annually. And each year he would come back. He kept trying to pursue uh, me. (laughs) And uh, I kept kind of giving him the denial. But he finally broke me down and (laughs) captured my heart and uh yeah then we did the long distance for about a year and it's hard it's not something that is easy on a relationship Mm -hmm. however when we did see each other it was like a vacation so it was always a renewal of the relationship but um for consistency and long-term longevity uh it's something that you have to be together if you're going to create a future together so right that's where uh why I'm here now in France. Perfect. <laughs> what have, like, what have been some big milestones in your life, or just like, what have been some major events or turning points? 
um, since I've moved here or just in, like in life? life? In life. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I grew up as the youngest of four siblings and my oldest siblings are actually 22 and 20 years older than myself. So I grew up almost as a grandchild because my sis, my oldest brother's wife was pregnant at the same time my mom was pregnant with me. So I became an aunt at six weeks old. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of grew up independent as a young child, kind of luckily being a little bit spoiled because there were two grandchildren in the family now, so to, so to speak. And um, as I grew up, I had uh, some issues with some childhood abuse, with sexual abuse, with um, a former babysitter and actually the niece, my parents' grandchild. So we grew up together, like I said, and it also happened to her. So that was kind of a major milestone in our family's um, communication skills and just how we went forward together as a family. And after going through school, I, I was able to persevere feeling like a victim, I guess, um, by going into sports and um, choosing to go on a route of health and wellness. Yeah. And either for both mentally or physically, just something that I went strongly about, uh, felt strongly about. So I chose a path of physical therapy. Yeah. And, um, after college, I didn't want to go back home. I was kind of done with that that error of my life, and I really chose to stay in Boston, which is where I went to school. And uh, I created a, a life there with um, friends and uh, relationships that either came and went. And then at uh, the age of 72, my mother passed away. So I was 30 at the time, and it was something that was was tough mm-hmm. of course um you never expect to lose a parent but it's inevitable as we all know life goes on and um that happened about the year before I moved to and I think that's what also pushed me to kind of get out of my comfort zone yeah. and to um jump ship with my career and to face either my fears or just bring on new challenges in my life so um, and then I moved here, and then uh, I, my niece that I grew up with passed away from cancer. <laughs> so, oh you know, gosh, yeah. yeah. So it's um, things that you don't see behind a closed door, but you hold in internally. And sometimes you have to um, either be strong or you either hold it all in and then you break down. And I, I choose not to try to break down. I try to kind of keep myself an open book. and. Yeah be able to persevere in life as a strong person (laughs) yeah well I I see you as a very strong person Uh, thank you (laughs) yeah wow thank you I'm I'm sorry no no it's part of everyone's story they have hard ups and downs and roller coasters so yeah moving here what has been some of your favorite aspects of living in Europe and like taking advantage of travel like what oh, are some gosh. things you've done <laughs> yes that's exactly what I've done yeah perfect <laughs> um well I've, like any new relationship so to speak moving here was a new relationship for me um it was the novelty of it was like a, being in a newlywed like everything was new and fresh and exciting yeah um any old little church or village I, I had to go and take photos immediately like I would I'd never seen it before <laughs> And then um, taking advantage of being able to go from 
at least Luxembourg's got a major airport centrally where you can Im- immediately go to any country within a two-hour flight. It's just uh, mind-boggling to me. So since the four years I've been here now, I've been to 10 different countries. And even it's just a weekend trip or um, I've, I've been able to establish um, so many friendships internationally now, especially through the use of Instagram. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then I'm able to connect and either stay with people for free or just uh, meet up with them and get a local's view of the area. So I don't feel like such a tourist. <laughs> yeah. Where has been like one of your favorite one or two top places? Oh, it's hard to narrow. Yeah, um, it is. Sorry. <laughs> I really love the south of France, and it's something yeah. that we've gone to for annually for the past four years. Um, so like seaside. Yes, down at the Côte d'Azur, um, kind of in between Marseille and Saint-Tropez and Nice, that area. Oh, uh, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just gorgeous, and it's full of life and, and vitality and the food and the wine. And, I mean, it's just culturally uh, a place to relax and enjoy life. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What are your jobs and hobbies here in Luxembourg and France? Um, so due to visas, it's challenging to actually find work in the country of origin. So which for me is France. Um, I was able to luckily find kind of a segue into Luxembourg, finding a job as um, a masseuse. And that allows me to work uh, as kind of a self-employed. I have flexibility with my schedule. And um, in the, my passions for my hobbies for the pastimes, um, I also am, I guess, what, I don't like to use the word, but I'm an Instagram influencer. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, Is there another word you like or another? I'm, I'm just passionate about taking photos and uh, editing the photos and then posting the photos <laughs> and communicating with a community that has a, a similar niche as me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, myself, I'm a marathon runner and I chose to do a fitness related Instagram um, base and somehow people connected with me and it, I've connected with them and over time over the past five years it's grown I'm I've got about 7,000 followers I wouldn't say that's a grand uh, following but it's grown organically yeah. and uh, it's purely because I'm just being honest with the, the group of people I'm talking with yeah. and uh, for me it's about trying to show my passions of running and traveling together and uh, through that, I've been able to work with some pretty big uh, companies like Garmin and Under Armour and 361 and Jaybird Sport. And it's just kind of grown from there. And it's uh, it's been exciting. And from that, I've been able to become more of a blogger, a professional blogger, um, where I write articles and I get paid. And it's... Uh, this is actually, I think, a turning point in my life where physical therapy, I, I went to school and I'm passionate about health and wellness, but this communication aspect and being able to integrate with other people and um, not maybe on a personal level, but at least in a, a level of through social media, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to interact and I, I feel like my, my job line might change because of yeah. the difficulties of becoming a physical therapist in Luxembourg are, are time consuming and there's a lot of red tape in order to try to restrict non-EU citizens to get a position where EU citizens can get. So this I feel like could be a turning point in my career, a shift, which for the positive. Yeah. 
so yeah, I have a personal blog that I write more personal stories about, which include just some daily travels and some tips and sightseeing uh, adventures that I've taken, where I've also um, meshed some of my health and wellness expertise uh, into separate articles as well. Um, now writing more professionally, I'm writing for a blog called Runner Click, and it's more running focused, which has um, transformed into myself being able to run marathons and being able to help review and help people who may participate in those marathons find places of lodging, um, restaurants, uh, how the expo process works. So I'm doing something that's uh, also I'm passionate about but helping somebody else who in the future may be coming internationally to that race and yes. giving them some advice that's yeah. yeah those are exactly the articles that I like look for right yeah. like yeah. It, it's perfect um, maybe um, I'm going back kind of the origins but like how did you get into marathoning is that uh, even a word uh, <laughs> how did you become running? a marathoner yeah there we go becoming a marathoner um so again with my background in health and wellness I actually right out of college my first job was at a company called marathon I at that point had not run a marathon yeah. <laughs> I was just doing running for sports maybe an hour max just yeah. to kind of keep myself in shape um at this company they uh, encouraged me to shoot for a half marathon distance and I trained for it I accomplished it I was so proud of myself I was like wow I, if I can do this anybody can do this and at that point just six months later my um, my boss at the time he was able to land me a bib number into the Boston Marathon which is just unheard of it's yeah it's a strict marathon of you either have to qualify by time having run a previous marathon or you do it by charity and we had a workaround where I was able to get a bib and I of course couldn't deny it so I put my effort into training for that and it honestly was my fastest marathon since and I've done 12 more since. Wow. <laughs> and uh it's just to do that as your first marathon is just um it kind of brings you into the the passion of the <laughs> marathon world yeah. because there's just so much crowd support and um it's hard <laughs> don't oh, get yeah. me wrong there's a there's a wall and you're gonna crash and burn and it becomes mind over matter at some yeah. points but if you do the proper training and you get your mind right you can anybody can do it yeah <laughs> that that's amazing oh my gosh I can't believe it's your fastest time too yeah it was and unfortunately progressively I've gotten slower. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do it for for the love of it right? exactly so, yeah I'm not going out there for personal best every time I'm trying to stay consistent but uh I weather plays a factor nutrition oh plays gosh, a factor yes. I mean there's so many elements when you're going out to run 26 miles it's not um <laughs> it's not something you can predict how it's going to the right. outcome's going to be every right. single time you just kind of hope for the best and train for the best and <laughs> you sometimes don't get what you ask for but in, I mean if you do the right coursework you you're gonna get where you need to be yeah I just want to ask him some sort of question about just like what you do for fun. Yeah. Like what, um, I mean, cause we talked, we've talked about like what brings you joy, like running yes. and yeah. traveling. Yeah. But is there anything else like that I do for fun? Yeah. I like to hang out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big thing about being away. I would say to transition from the fun. My friends are my source of uh, inspiration, but I'm so far from them. And the only time I do 
get to see them is either once or twice a year and uh, either just social media or texting it, it, it's good but it's not the same we're on yeah. a different time zone so you don't always connect um, and making and establishing true friendships internationally there's a barrier for sure uh, whether it be cultural or language or you're an adult and you've already established your group of friends it's hard to kind of break into that group mm -hmm. or um, I don't know create that same intensity and uh, closeness that you really have from your friends back home so that's something that I found as a challenge being here is not establishing a good network of real close friends that I used to have like I still have uh, yeah. in Boston yeah. <laughs> wow okay. yeah, what's the most surprising self-realization you've had um so going through um an international relationship you have to realize that communication is big it's very big in order to uh, just express how you feel and to be able to um, get around like arguments or even just to know what you want for the future and not always easy because yes. <laughs> if somebody tells you it's easy they're lying yeah seriously <laughs> but I found that I Sometimes I put the blame on him or my partner thinking that he's not getting what I'm saying. And I just have to realize that we're coming from two different worlds. And love is a great connection piece. But we still have to make the process work. You still have to put in effort. And you still have to learn how to either have patience or... Um, know that they may not have the right vocabulary in your language and I certainly don't have the right vocabulary in their language to get where I want where we want to be um, on the right path and uh, for me the self-realization was that I have to be just more patient and more kind with people because I, I'm not always going to get what I want from someone just because I expect them to be this this person on a pedestal. Yeah. It, he's a great person, my partner's a great person, but it's, it's something that uh, you have to be forgiving of mm. the faults that everybody has as well, myself included. I have many faults and I don't think I always realize that. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, especially when you're in the middle of the argument you're like no I'm <laughs> I'm right yeah <laughs> always oh totally I don't understand why you don't yeah. get that <laughs> no but that's that's amazing that you've really been able to see that yeah like, you, it, like yeah it helps me grow I think mm -hmm. as a person it's not something that uh, I, I don't want to be immature about life I want to be an adult and become wiser but um I don't want to be uh brutal to the person or mean to the person either yeah. I want to have some empathy and uh yeah. just go forward with uh, a sound mind and a sound heart and hope that together things will work yeah <laughs> what advice what tough love whatever you hope you've got would you give to women around the world uh, um, I would say <laughs> always follow your instinct follow your heart first but then follow your instinct you have a gut and there's a reaction and there's a point where you could be thinking that moving to any place abroad is going to be like dreamlike and wonderful and yes that's true you do have that romance period that three-month newlywed period where everything is just so great but you're going to come to some harsh realities where the government 
may not speak your language. They're not going to always associate with how you feel or their customer service doesn't work with the internet or <laughs> there's going to be lots of barriers. And when you're feeling your gut, if you feel like you're doing something that's just not right, you, you may need to take a step back and either make a tough love decision that maybe that move wasn't for you or that you do need to go back to your comfort zone or your family and uh, that's not a negative and it's not quitting it's just sometimes the realization of finding out who you are and what works best for you yeah I love that like follow your instinct yeah I yeah because it's so true even in small situations sometimes you just know you're like I gotta leave yep. or I just yeah or whatever it is you just know yep for sure great advice <laughs> Oh my gosh, Christy, you're amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast thank today, Christy. You. It was great to talk with you and chat. <laughs> Yay! Thanks for joining Christy and me. Let's open our hearts and cultivate kinship with those from other countries and circumstances. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and share it with a marathoner or someone who's interested in living abroad. And remember, her story is important and yours is too. Au revoir.